You're now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. Numerous of things that were taking place with the saints at Rome, and so a lot that Paul addressed to uh, this church is still relevant and significant for the saints of today, even though we are not at Rome. But yet things that Paul had to address thousands of years ago is still relevant for saints of God today who truly want the right connection with God because everybody don't desire the right connection with God. Some folk just interested in trying to make people think they have the right connection with God. But I don't want to do that. I really want to be, if there's one person I really want to be connected to, and I don't want anything to break that connection, that's God. That's God. Amen. Romans, the 13th chapter, and notice verse number 13. Notice what Paul says to the church again at Rome, to the saints. Uh, he says, let us walk properly. Let us walk properly. As in the day, one thing associated with day is light. You know, anytime it's day, you you have light. And so let us walk properly or let us walk in the light. Not in reverie or drunkenness. Whole lot of rioting and bad conduct. Not in lewdness. And lust. A person who's operating in lewdness is a person who is a lawbreaker. They're living a lawless life. You're not living according to the law, the law being the word. Let me start over. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in reverie and drunkenness, not in lewdness and in lust. That's having to do with evil desires. Not in strife and envy. You know, we don't want to be the type of people that's always quarreling about something. Always debating what doesn't need to be debated. I wonder anybody knows somebody like that real argumentative. Just ain't happy until you're arguing. Some of you don't say nothing. You might be afraid with who you came to church with. Because you don't want to argue with them today about that statement. Yeah, am I right about it? But some of us know people that, and some of us used to be like that. I always wanted to debate something. See, that's good teaching right there because sometimes you got to let folk know, look, I know what I need to be doing and I'm not going to debate it with you. Right? Because, again, some people can be argumentative. They're looking, as we used to say, to start something. Y'all ain't never had to tell anybody, you trying to start something. And then some people, it's sad because even in the church, you'll see some people that when things are running right, it's as if they're not satisfied. They're not happy. But then when the arguments start breaking out, when the contention is there, they're smiling and grinning as if, you know, they're being satisfied through this. And, 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 I, and, and I'm telling you, you have to be careful if you are connected with a person who's argumentative. Because if you ain't in the right place that you need to be, as far as your mindset you can easily allow somebody to pull you into an argument that you really don't need to, to be in. At church, your job, at home. That's when sometimes folks will try to debate something. Hey, what you think? I ain't got nothing to say about that. Well, I'm giving you my opinion. What's your opinion? I don't have an opinion on that. Right? Some of y'all look at me like, Pastor, we need to hear everybody out. No, we don't. No, we don't. At some point, you don't need to hear them out. Once they start, you know what road they're going to have. Let me stop you right there. You know, I have folk tell me a lot of times, well, you know the Bible was written by man. Let me stop you right there. Because <laughs> you got to understand who told man what to write. Come on. It's amazing folk do that about the Bible, but they'll go to work and they'll abide by everything that, that's written in the work manual. 
You don't go in there and tell your supervisor, oh no, this is written by man. I ain't doing But see, you don't believe in the omniscience of God. Amen? Uh, notice what he says. Again, I'm sorry, no. Let us walk in, let us walk properly, as in the day, not in reverie, drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. Now read now the New King James Version. One more time and I'll give you the subject. Let us walk properly. So there's a certain way we need to walk. We need to walk properly. As in the day, not in reverie, drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife, not in envy. No need for anyone in here who's truly a child of God to be jealous of anyone else. To be jealous of what God is doing for anyone else. For what or how he's using someone else. There's never reason if you're a child of God for you to be jealous of anybody else. For the same way God blessed one person, listen, through obedience, if you're obedient, he'll bless you likewise. But never say, well, what God did for her, he'll do it for me. Not necessarily. Will you do what she did? She held on. Will you hold on? Because some of you things ain't happened for you, not because God don't, didn't want it to happen. You keep quitting and restarting. But there are some of us, once we made up in our mind that God wanted us to have a particular thing, do a particular thing, we started pursuing and never stopped. You keep starting and stopping. And then you want to look at somebody operating in determination, get down or upset with God saying, well, Lord, why are you doing it for her, but you're not doing it for me? You got to understand stuff like that. But then he said in verse 14, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Make no provision for the flesh. Don't seek no opportunity. Or give opportunity to the flesh to fulfill its lust. Now, this morning's subject is in the form of a question. And so I need you to look at our neighbor and tell your neighbor, our subject this morning, and, and it's simple, but it's country. Come remember what he said now before you tell your neighbor this. Let us walk properly. Remember, oh, no, you ain't got to say that. That's what I'm saying. I'm telling you to remember that he said, let us walk properly. Because, again, the, the, the subject is in the form of a question, but it's country. Okay? Now, look at our neighbor and tell your neighbor the subject this morning. How you walking? How you walking? How you walking? How you walking? Not how your neighbor walking. How how you walking? Woo! Finna be one of them messages. How you walking? Pastor, you know so so and so ain't doing right. How you walking? Because you ain't heard what so-and-so and them doing. How you walking? Because in the church sometimes, you can be guilty of being in other people's business too much. To the point to where you know what everybody else is doing, but you're not focusing on what you're doing. Watch this and what you're not doing. This is reason some of us, we seldom do self-evaluations. But I found out if you know how to do self-evaluation, you can catch a lot of things about yourself before somebody has to correct you. Because you, you've been evaluating. Come on, come on, come on. You've been evaluating your, yourself. I've often met with um, married people. This ain't limited to married people. They just bring the point out. And, you know, you'll, you'll have one person rolling. I mean, by rolling, I mean they telling you everything. They telling you to the point where you're like, okay, I don't need to know every little detail. Okay, I get what you're saying. But but they rolling letting you know what their spouse ain't doing. And then all of a sudden when they done, 
You can just simply ask now, now what are some things you're not doing? Hmm. Pastor, that's a good question. I know. I know some things I ain't doing, Pastor. I already know that now. So I'm Yeah, but what what are they? Because you just named ten about your spouse. You can't give me one about about you. But see, remember this small word that is in our theme scripture in Philippians two and five. When Paul tells the church at Philippi, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Remember that small word, let. L-E-T. Remember, remember in the first New Year's Eve message, I said, that word is important. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. My responsibility, my choice. God is not going to make me have his mind. Come on. So that means God not going to make you live right. He's not going to make you do right. He's not going to make you talk right. Come on, church. He's not going to make you act right. Right? God ain't going to make you forgive. He won't make you let something go. He won't make you move on. And so that word let means again to allow something to be so. Allow this to be so in your life. Number two, to allow something to happen. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Let this happen. Finally, let this manifest. When something manifests, it comes to the forefront. Are y'all with me? Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. If I let that manifest, then that's something that can be seen. Come on, that's something that can be seen. That means if I really got the mind of Christ, folk can see it. That means I don't need to walk around like this. I don't have to go in Walmart like this. For somebody to recognize, oh, he must be a Christian. No, because if folk will have this and ain't living nothing in this. No, but through my actions, you'll be able to tell. Through my choices, you can tell. By the way I talk, you can tell. By things I don't get involved with, you can tell. And some folk only know this right here. It's something. Oh, y'all should have finished that. It's something different about them. And sometimes they ask you, where you go to church? Let it. Now, when you're letting something be, when you're letting something happen, when you're letting something manifest, it also says that you're not preventing it. To let means I'm not preventing this. I'm not stopping this. I'm not fighting this. I'm not rebelling against this. Remember, because I said 2023 would be the year where we need to let some things happen. We don't need to fight something. See, some of us, when it comes to our attitude, God has ordained this year as a year where your attitude changes. Come on, your attitude go from being stinking Come on. You know, folks, some folks have a stinking attitude. That's not right. And so I also talked about how God, and he's already doing it. I can hear it in the people's testimonies and so forth. He working on us. Remember, he working on us. The church, in one sense, when you deal with the place of worship where we gather, It talks about us again being a body. A group of believers who gather in God's house to worship and give him praise. But in another sense, that word church, they called out ones, mean a child of God. Means someone who belongs to God. 
Listen, because this stuff is important. Pastor, I thought everybody was a child of God. No. Everybody's not a child of God. Okay, how many times you hear that at a funeral? Well, we all God's children. No, 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 no. We all God's creation. All souls belong to God. But to be a child of God, that's a choice. That's sonship. Right? And so the church means those who belong to God. Why am I saying this? Because what Jesus said in Matthew 16 and 18, upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of Hades or hell shall not prevail against it. So if I'm the church, I'm a child of God, I belong to God, then God got to build me. He's got to make me. He's got to mold me. Why is God going to make me? Why is God going to work on me so that whatever attacks me won't prevail against me? When stuff is attacking and prevailing, it says you're not letting God build you. Because God knows the storm that's coming against you. So He alone whoa, knows how to build me. Come on. He alone knows how to prepare us for what's coming against us. Upon this rock, I will build my what? Church. I'm going to work on my church. I'm going to work on my people. One of the main ways God work on us is through the spoken word. Come on. Again, every message not designed to make you shout or to dance. Some messages come to work on us. I got to work on them. Now, 2023, y'all got to listen to Should be one of the best years of our lives. Should be one of the best years of our lives. In order for it to be so, again, He's going to work on me. When he start working on you, don't stop the process. Understand, he's doing what he's doing to make sure that this is one of the best years of your life. You know what's important about this message? Is that this happens to be the last Sunday in January. And so we are almost one complete month into the year that's supposed to be one of the best years of our lives. So why not ask how you walking? Come on. We don't want to be like the gym folks. And I don't go to the gym because I got a gym at the house. I need to go in it more, but I got one. But I'm not going to be one of these people. January the 1st, the gym is packed. Folk who've been going to the gym for years walk in and can't use their equipment. Because all y'all new folk done got excited about a new year and what you going to do. And membership increased 60%. But come February, those old heads can now walk in and go right back to your machine. Go right back to doing what you desire to do. Why? Because all them folk, see some of y'all ought to amen even if I'm hitting you. All them folk that was excited for the new season, dropping the weight, toning it up, or doing whatever. Man, we're a month in. They back to four coffees a day. They done found a new flavor of donut. <laughs> First year they told me, no, don't cook me no whole cake. Sister Kathy, just give me uh, a half. Just give me a half, and I'm going to bless somebody with, with that half. See, now you're going, Sister Kathy, just, just go and give me a whole one again. She got you want you want to have again? Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Just do me home. Just, just do me home. 
Saints don't like that because we can be guilty of that. But we shouldn't be like that. We need to leave that stuff in the world. We need to let that be the world's mindset. But when God give us a mandate, we don't need to just be excited in January. This has to carry over to February. This got to carry over to March. Come on. This got to be with you when things don't go your way. This is good teaching. When I deal with walk, how you walking, the word walk represents in this message living. How you living, in particular, it deals with lifestyle. It deals with our lifestyle. And again, we're going to evaluate, self-evaluate this morning. How you walking? How are you living? What is your lifestyle like? Amen? Notice what Paul says because he says to us in verse 13, let us walk properly. Let us walk properly. Listen. So pastor is not just preaching to you. Look at Paul. Paul said, let us. Did y'all catch that? Let us. He's not saying to the saints, look, I'm a super saint. So y'all need to walk properly. Make sure y'all checking yourself. Make sure y'all doing. Paul said, let us. Let us. He's including himself. I got to watch myself. Though it's my job to teach others, or specifically for me to teach the saints, to give y'all knowledge and understanding, but I got to make sure that I'm walking in that same knowledge and understanding. So I don't come to church to preach to y'all. That, that's reason I try not to say what some preachers are so accustomed to saying. I stop by to tell y'all. It ain't for you. See, something can be a cliche. I just stop by to tell you. It's for me too. I'm saying that for a reason. Because if you don't understand that, something will come out of my mouth. That's designed to work on you. But instead of working on you the way God wanted what I said to work on you, it'll work on your last nerve. It will upset you. Oh, for you say it will step all on your toes. And some of us don't like our toes. Being stepped on. But how many know in order to work on us, he got to step on your toes. Sometimes he got to stomp them. Come on. And so we don't want this year when God send that word that's working on you, that you leave the church mad. About what he sent to work on you. Don't do that. Amen. Because notice. If we are to walk properly. Let us walk properly. What we don't need to let be. Is that we are walking disorderly. Tell your neighbor there is a way. For me to walk. Look at somebody else. Tell him or her. There is a way. For me. To walk. That way. Listen to me. Is to walk. Properly. So what is it. Or who is it. That can cause me. To walk. Disorderly. 
See, if I know I am to walk properly, then like I always teach us, yeah, I need to know what I need to do, but I also need to know what I don't need to do. I need to know what can cause me or who can cause me to walk disorderly. Are y'all with me? That, that's something I need to know. As a pastor, I need to know, is there anybody out there that's capable of causing me to switch up or change how I'm walking? If I know I'm walking in the will of God, I need to be aware of people who come to cause me to change the way I walk. I, I got to be careful. And you don't ever want to get to the point to where you think about yourself that, Pastor, I can hang around anybody and it won't change me. you thinking too highly of yourself. I said you're thinking too highly of yourself. Notice 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Y'all hang in here. Y'all hang in here. How, how many have ever, some of your parents, that has got some grown children now. You need grown children to understand what I'm about to say. How many of you have ever had some grown children that you know you done trained them right? You know you done taught them what to do, what not to do. But then all of a sudden, they come home from school or wherever, and it's like your rules at the house don't apply no more. Come on. Some parents in here know what I'm talking about. It's like what you set down, the law you set down in the house, that ain't the law they abiding by no more. But they're still not paying no bill now. They're still just living in your house. I never forget growing up when we started acting like that, mama always had something she said to us. It never failed. When you get to talking in a certain way, doing certain things, she tell you, take it back. Every my sister laughed. Take it back. Like, mom, what you got? Take it back to wherever you got that from. I don't know who you ain't. But listen, folk can change on you because they're hanging with people you don't know anything about. Listen, now we got now we gotta bring it up to date. Because in the time we live in now, it this just don't have to be physical. See, who you hanging out with on social media? Who you following? Whose stuff you got to look at every day? You got to look at what they're doing. You got to look at what they're saying. Don't act like that. Some of you got to look at what certain folk post. You know, if you ain't looked at certain things, you don't, you don't feel right. You ain't, you know, you ain't got your fix. I ain't been on that yet. And some of you, that's a habit. If, folk, if, folk, if you ain't careful, folk can watch you just sitting somewhere and your thumb be doing that. That's that scrolling thumb. No. <laughs> Glad to know it's funny. First Corinthians 15, 33. Ooh. So, so we're about to look at what can cause us to walk disorderly. Because some folks had that testimony, you know, Pastor, I'm getting myself together. God bless you, brother. It's time, man. Pastor, it's time for me to grow up. God been dealing strongly with me, Pastor, about my life. And it's time for me to accomplish everything. Time for me to be the man. No, they don't say it like that. The man of God that he done ordained for me to be. Some folks will squinch up their eyes, and that means, oh, you know, Pastor, it's, it's, it's my time to, to be about the Father's business. We well, yeah, you. But you got to understand who and what can cause you to change your walk. Now, the Bible says that when a man begins to do right when a man begins to straighten up, if you will. The Bible talks about how every fool will start meddling. It ain't that like when you start making steps. I only care if they baby steps to get yourself together. It's amazing how people now want to know why you changing. 
What's going on with you, girl? Oh, don't tip. Oh, you said you would never go. Oh, so you back up. Oh, girl, stop. And I just went to church. Oh, no, but you. See, they notice it. They notice it. We still going such such. No, I, I ain't going. I don't need to do it. Y'all, y'all go ahead. Y'all go without me. First Corinthians 15. Do not be deceived. First Corinthians 15, 33. Do not be deceived. How do people go from walking properly to then walking disorderly? According to this, they, they can be deceived. They can be deceived. Ain't nothing wrong with you doing that. But if God told you not to do it, something is wrong with it. It's wrong because he told me not to do it. Don't be deceived and start doing what God told you not to do. See, if God delivered you from drugs, and then he told you, look, you don't need to hang with anybody who's still a user. I don't care how tight you are with somebody, you got to sever that relationship. Because you may not be to the point to where you can smell the smoke without wanting a puff. I'm teaching right. You got to know yourself. You got to know what God told you. When I first got saved because of a lot of things that I was coming out of, there were places God told me, don't go here. There were people that he told me, don't hang with them. I'm just going to tell y'all the truth. And a lot of those people got upset with me. Do you hear me? They had a problem with me changing the way that I walk. But I knew the things that we had in common. Come on. And none of it was things that I needed to continue doing. See, sometimes we don't want to put in the work. Sometimes we don't want to put in the work. You want the reward. You want the blessing. But you don't want to put in the work. Because I want to be delivered. How bad do you want to be delivered? There were certain things I was determined. That I knew. Watched it. That God had brought me out of. That I was not going back to. That's what I knew. I knew the whore among God used to be. I knew certain things about me. So there were certain things I wasn't going to do. Y'all, some of y'all like you don't like teaching like this. You can't, you can't walk properly without teaching like this. You gotta know you. Folk get to joking and playing at the job too much. You got to know you. You know when you get to joking, you also get to lying. Watch out for that car. Oh, I got you, man. I'm just, I'm just playing. Ain't no car. You lying. You are lying. Get the joke and plan too much, then get talking about things that's inappropriate. Come on, next thing you know, you involved in a conversation that's dirty. But see, I knew. I said, I know me. I get. I need to be real careful. Y'all, y'all, well, some of y'all, if y'all could just see the looks I'm getting. Now, some of you out there now. This applies to senior citizens too. Because sometimes you teach about certain things, senior citizens be like, yeah, I'll deal with these young folk. It's some stuff to move your old self. Yeah, it will. That's all them that way. Watch yourself.
There's some things to make an old man be like, ooh. <laughs> That's right. I'd be seeing a 90-year-old man in skinny jeans. Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Now, who telling us this? Who telling us this? Who telling it to Paul? So it just is not, it, it just ain't Paul. It's God giving to Paul what the church need. Come on. I said, it's God giving to Paul what the church needs. So God know his people needed to be told, watch who y'all hang with. Do not be deceived. Don't be duped. Evil company corrupts, ruins good habits. You know that's a warning. I said that's a warning to those who desire to walk properly. How do I know when company is evil? I got to be in touch with the all-knowing one. Because sometimes you can't just look on top surface to try to determine or discern whether company is good or evil. You have to depend on, watch this, the omniscience of God. God know more about that person than you do. Oh, I'm talking right, and some of you are not going to like this, but sometimes evil company has to do with kinfolk. I said, folk got your last name. Folk got the same blood you got, but they not walking how you striving to walk. And sometimes, like it or not, folk that mess some saints up is they kidding folk. Now, some of you see that word may have stepped on your toes. I don't let nobody talk about my family. First of all, I'm not talking about your family in particular. I'm talking about all of our families. Because everybody in here got somebody you some kin to that you really don't have nothing or need to have nothing to do with Uncle So-and-so. Now, I ain't calling no name. But when you see Uncle coming, you already know. Unless he got saved last night. And you'll tell people, I know my uncle. Girl, there she come. Some lies finna get told and some people finna get talked about. You can go to a family and you know what table to sit at. If you really want to know why so-and-so and them got divorced. Sit over there at that table. And you're going to come away knowing everything. But see, sometimes we can just sit there. Girl, shut your mouth. You don't mean shut your mouth. You mean, girl, keep opening your mouth. Shut your mouth means you keep bringing that. Ooh. I knew it was something. No, they didn't. Girl, at our church. Woo. And next time you come back to church, you're looking at people. I'm telling you, there's something going on between them two. Girl, stop. I'm telling you, watch them. And it just happened to be at that moment, somebody told somebody, hey, give them that for me. And so that's all you're doing. It. Girl, you calling them up after church. Slipped him a note. I said, slip him a no. <laughs> See, but what you don't realize, 
is that you looking through an evil eye. You looking for mess. You looking for trouble. You didn't come today to hear the word. You came to see if what they told you was so or not. And like it or not, they have contaminated your spirit or your ability to be taught. Because it's hard for somebody to teach you and your spirit has been corrupted. Girl, you didn't know he drives such and such? Why well, see him in this little truck, girl? Don't let no. Nah. Go around there one day. He, <laughs> he drives himself. Now, why a preacher driving that? Why a preacher need that? Then you drive by him one time. And you're like, whoa. Why do he need that? Why he got. And now I'm up here preaching the word of God. And I'm looking like a dollar bill to you. See, you, you, you can let people contaminate your spirit. Nothing has really hit you with one. Some of our loved ones struggle getting saved because of the mess you put in them. Or the stuff some of y'all say around them. So see, all of us got to watch the company that we keep. I I won't just hang with a person just because they say they are pastor too. I, I don't know what kind of pastor you are. You know, I'm a man of God like you. We need to go and do lunch. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. You may want to drink something at, at lunch or dinner that I, that I don't drink. Look back at Romans. Oh, Lord. Y'all, I'm almost done, but y'all receiving? Is is it too hard for some of you? Is it what some of you need? Is it what you need? You got to be careful. See, see, when you're determined to walk properly, there are certain calls you may get that you don't return the call. Because you know what they was calling about. That ain't what I need my mind on this week. I got too much going on in my marriage to be talking about somebody else's marriage. Come on. Notice no, no, notice what he said. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in reverie and drunkenness, not in lewdness, not in lust, not in strife, not in envy. But then he said this right here. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ. But put on. Do y'all care? That's choice. You put him on. I need to put him on. Is he talking about a suit that's got Jesus the Christ written on? No. Put on his mind. Strive to talk like he talked. Strive to think how he thinks. Strive to do as he did. Strive to do the word. Come on, somebody. That's putting him on. When you go to make choices, put him on. Choose the way he wants you to choose. When something happens to you, think in that moment the way he wants. Put him on. If somebody cuss you out, you better put him on so that you don't cuss them out again. And you keep asking forgiveness for the same sin. Put him on. Stop talking about you got a temple. Put him on. And he'll help you with that temple. Pastor, I'm quick to talk. Put him on because he told you to be slow to speak. Pastor, that's just the way I am. Because you won't put him on. How would we be today if we didn't put on his mind? 
I asked the question, how, how would you be right now if you didn't make the choice daily to put him on, to have his mind? Oh, come on now. Some of my former fighters and some of y'all, it's been, it's been a minute since you got to fight. But if you don't put him on, how many folks on your job would you lay out? I mean, not in the spirit. How many folks would you have reached out and touched? Some of y'all can't handle teaching like this. How many folk number would you have collected? How many phones would you have right now if you didn't put him on? Come on, if some of us didn't put him on, we'll have a phone for the house. Then we'll have a phone we keep locked up in the post office box. And that ain't confirmation. You don't need to do that. <laughs> How many secrets would we be keeping from folk if we didn't put him on? See, this thing is important. That's when you have people doing stuff right now. Listen, they're ashamed. They're ashamed of what they've been doing. That folk going to find out that it's going to come into the light, to the open. But see, listen, I don't want to be doing anything that I need to be ashamed of. Do y'all hear me? I, I don't need to be doing nothing that I don't want this church to ever find out about. Huh. But if I don't put him on. I'm, I'm just trying to show you now. Because it just ain't me. If it be true, tell you never, if, if, if I didn't strive to put him on daily, tell me I'd be a mess. Come on, go to Proverbs 2. And some of you didn't even say that somebody. You, you'll be a mess. You with your sweet self. Be a mess. And y'all be surprised the way some folk in this church used to act before they got God. Woo-wee. I done told y'all one time, but I'm going to tell y'all again. I tell myself all the time, but y'all first lady. Woo, that was a cussing woman. That woman could cuss. It's been years since I heard her cuss. That I heard it. <laughs> I haven't heard it. But if she wouldn't put him on, ooh, am I right? She don't mind me telling y'all that. Every one of us. You need to stop trying to make folk think you born safe. Pat first words I said, mama them told me I was speaking in tongues. Mama them lied to you. You a goo goo gaga like everybody else. Right? We weren't born, say? See, see, I can teach like this because I know the life that I didn't consist of the little. I know why I haven't got caught up in certain things. I know how to put him on. Come on. I know how to put him on. Now, some of you don't, but you learn in the day. Now, notice Proverbs 2. Y'all hang just a few more minutes. Proverbs 2, verse 13. Notice what the Bible says. Go back to verse 12. Proverbs 2 and 12. Just for clarity. Proverbs 2 and 12. To deliver you from the evil way. Go back to 11. Discretion will preserve you. Understanding will keep you. What, 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 what's the job of the pastor according to Jeremiah 3 and 15? To feed the people with knowledge and what? To feed the people with knowledge and what? Notice what understanding will do. Discretion will preserve you. Understanding will what? Understanding will what? See, you're getting something this morning, or we're getting something that will keep us. 
Why didn't you act out of character? I get understanding. I get understanding when I go to church. Pastor teaches when I go to church. Ministers are trained to teach. Deacons are trained to teach. Give the people understanding. When you leave church, as I said, most of our battles are outside of the church. Some happen in the church. I know that. But most going to be outside of the church for most of you. But understand, you need something to keep you. I said you need something to keep you. To deliver you from the way of evil. You see, we have to be delivered from the way of evil. Why do we act like sometimes we're not tempted to go down the way of evil? Yes, you are. You need to be delivered. The only reason some of us ain't on the path of evil because God delivered us. God sent a word to you when you was about to get on the path of evil. You was about to handle something. Oh, come on, come on. I'm finna drop a rainbow on somebody. You was about to go get your revenge. Come on. That was going to cost you a whole lot. Wasn't going to be worth it in the end. But you were so mad at somebody. You wanted your revenge. But God sent a word to deliver you. What did he say in his word? Vengeance is mine. He told you to back down. He told you to shut up. He told you to sit down. Let me work this out. And when he got done with the person that wronged you, you didn't have to say nothing. You didn't have to say nothing. You sat back and watched God deal with them. Yes, you did. But the only thing that got you off that evil path was deliverance. So don't ever come in here acting like, Pastor, I never want to get on the evil path. Yes, you do. Sometimes we want to get on an evil path with what we say. Sometimes we want to get on an evil path with what we do, with choices we make. Is this too real for some of y'all? All of you for downstairs in the gym. I use these Sundays to be as blunt as I can. To deliver you from the evil way. From the man who speaks perverse things. We need to be delivered from people who speak perverse things. From those who leave the path of uprightness to walk in the ways of what? To walk in the ways of what? We should be walking properly, not walking in the dark. You know, darkness has to do again with evil and sin. But I also want to drop another one you. Darkness also represents ignorance. If God takes the time to teach me, to show me, to instruct me, to give me wisdom, why should I choose to leave the church and act like a fool? That's disrespectful to God. That's disrespectful to the man of God. Because that's saying about me that you don't care about my preparation, how I study. Now, some of you do when, when, when a word that I speak in reference to blessing come to pass. Oh, God, that pastor, man, I appreciate it. But how about the correction? Huh? Why, why are some saints getting all of this knowledge? But then leaving the church choosing to walk in ignorance. Why are you acting like you don't know what to do when pastor has been teaching you with the help of the Holy Ghost what to do? How to handle yourself. Why is it at this point you still don't know how to behave like an adult? And you getting some good teaching. But tell your neighbor, how you walk matters. Go back to Romans. Woo, see, and, and, and listen, as you, as you turn to Romans, how many times have we seen somebody walking properly? Then all of a sudden, they start walking in darkness. They go back. And tell your neighbor, according to the Bible, 
Tell your neighbor according to the word. When we go back, we get worse. I said, when we go back, we get. But ain't that like the enemy to tell you, look, 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 look. I, I remember the devil used to tell me this all the time. He used to tell me so many words. Now, it's good you done got yourself together. But now, you don't need to become no fanatic. You can do certain things. You just need to do it in moderation. You just need to, you know, don't get strung out. Control yourself. That's how the enemy used to talk to me. But see, one thing I knew about me about certain sin, I couldn't control myself. How you going to go in the strip club and control yourself? Sit down. I'm up in there slobbing and drooling like everybody else. I you know, then you have certain people that say stuff like, man, I don't see how y'all go to them stinking strip club. Well, see, that smell is not <laughs> stinking to me. Back then, that, that was a good smell. Back when some of us ate chitlins. Folk who didn't eat chitlins, they'll tell you, man, it's stinking up the whole house. But to you, that was a good stink. I said, that if there's a such thing, that's a good stinking smell. See, some of us got to know you can't control yourself. That's what drew you to the altar. You couldn't keep it under control. That's the reason you needed God. Don't let the devil deceive you. Don't let demons trick you. That's when you came to God. Y'all going to have to help me preach it. I'm in the globe and tell somebody, don't forget what God did for you. Shouted to somebody, don't forget what God did for you. Look at Psalm 78 real quick. Psalm 78. I got one more script we done. Psalm 78. Psalm 78. Psalm 78. Come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Don't forget. Don't forget he delivered you from being a whore. Don't forget he cleaned you up. He made you a lady. He showed you how to dress. He showed you how to talk. He showed you how to cross your leg. He showed you how to walk with class. Now you're going to forget the little desperate woman you used to be. You ain't always been lady. You ain't always been gentleman. Come on, I'll teach it wrong this morning. You missionary now. You minister now. You deacon now. You leader now. But you won. You armor bearer now. But you used to be drunk. You deacon now, you used to be alcoholic. You deacon now, you need, you used to be a whoremonger. So don't think when you walking properly that you did that. Look at Psalm 78. One more scripture and I'm done. Psalm 78. Psalm 7, 18. Now I ain't saying we brag on what we used to do. But sometimes we got to share it with people. I, sometimes we got to share it with people. Folks sitting out there listening to me teach, they like, Pastor don't understand what I'm caught up in. Pastor don't know that he don't know the battle I got doing this, this. No, Pastor may have had the same battle, but I know God. I know somebody that can straighten up your walk. That's what I'm trying. I know somebody that'll get the pimping out of you. I know somebody will cause you to walk the straight and narrow. And listen to me and love it. And love it. And love it. And love being saved. Love being holy. Love being sanctified. I ain't living no boring life. 
I'm enjoying being married. There is fire still in 30 years later, there's still fire there. There's still desire there. Psalm 78 and 10. The devil is tricking folks out of church, making them think everything glitter is gold, but no. God giving folks a chance. God said, I'm going to send people to the church. I'm going to draw them in that they may hear my word. But I understand they can be drawn in to hear it, but not made to drink it. Psalm 7, 18. They did not keep the covenant of God. They refused to walk in His law. Forgot His works. His wonders that He had shown them. Marvelous things He did in the sight of their fathers in the land of Egypt. In the field of Zoan. But notice, they forgot His works. He divided the sea. Calls in the past through. He made the water stand up like a heat. Look at all he did. But the Bible said they forgot his works. They forgot it. Look, look at verse 10. They did not keep the covenant of, of God. They refused to walk in his law. When you're walking properly, you're walking in the law of the word. What will cause you to walk disorderly? Forgetting what he done for you. Forgetting how he changed you. I'm closing in 1 Corinthians 14. Forgetting that he gave you the job that you have. He gave you the favor you have on that job. Come on. Some of us like Joseph, we in Egypt. But he has chosen to give us favor in Egypt. Some of you, God got you working around sinners. Listen to me. And he's causing them sinners to be crazy about you. They just love you. <laughs> they just want to do things to you. They just want to bless you. They just want to help you. Now, you got to be a fool to sit up there and think that you did something wonderful that caused that with them. No. No, girl. No, girl. God gave you that favor. You tell them, folks, look, I may not make it tomorrow. But go ahead and handle what you got to handle and, and come on back Wednesday. But are we going to go ahead and pay you for that day? Don't tell nobody, but you ain't even, you still going to be on the clock. Girl, that ain't nothing but favor. Don't think you type that good. Don't think you. God done called them folks just to like you. Come on. Anybody got some folks just crazy about you? You know it, God. First Corinthians 14. We done after this. You also got some folks can't stand you. <laughs> Y'all see how pastor put that twist on that thing. Whole church going crazy about folk favoring you. And I said, you guys folk can't stand you too. You're like, I know they don't. <laughs> Ooh, I had to learn that the hard way. God, you done gave me some members that love me. These folk going to make sure they do for me. They going to make sure they bless me. Some of them going to give me money. They going to give me food. They going to give me cars. They, they just going to do a number of stuff for me. And these folk love you. So so-and-so brought so-and-so. Them just love you, Pastor. And God said, I also got to give you some members. <laughs> they can't stand you. <laughs> Why they go up there and pastor? Because they go up and go. They can't stand the pastor. I had to learn that. I had to learn certain kinfolk don't like me. I ain't done nothing to them. It, it, it is? Well, it ain't just true because I said it. Some of y'all think everybody in your family just love to see you pull up. No, they don't. No, they don't. 
No, they don't. They be like, man, they so even come talking all that God done me, God done me, God. Hey, how you doing? We doing good. How you doing? They just got through talking about you. They sick of you. Look at them shoes. Ain't no real red bottom. Who she thinks she fooled? Always somewhere frightening going on. But see, now, don't you go and be like, I heard what y'all said. Here's the receipt. <laughs> they are Christian Labutin, or however you say his name. They are the heels. Don't you do that. Because even after you show them the receipt, oh, they finna show enough talk now. You ain't gave them ammunition. Girl, them shoes called $900. Who? Damn. Oh, they show sure no can't stand you. First Corinthians 14. We done. We done. First Corinthians 14. <laughs> and verse, where we going? Verse 40. First Corinthians 14. Verse 40. Now, this is how you walk it. I'm going to show you how to walk properly and then I'm done. This will sum up walking properly. First Corinthians 14, 40. Let all things. How many things? things. Let all things. How many things? Some things. Two or three things. Ten things. Let all things be done decently and what? Tell your name when you're walking properly. You understand. You know. There's a proper way to do everything. There's a proper way to handle everything. See, when you walk properly, you understand there's a proper way to do everything. How am I going to know that proper way? I got to seek him. I got to know his word. There's a proper way to handle everything. Do y'all get it? Bills are behind. You don't have the money currently to pay them. But there's a proper way to handle that. That is not to hide from the bill collector. That is not to answer the phone and so forth. You pick up the phone, explain your situation, be honest, and tell them what you can do and stand by it. Come on, there's a proper way to do that. You don't lie. To get favor, you don't say things that are not true. Because there's a proper way to handle that. And you'll be surprised. Favor, God, will give you with people. Amen? I'm done. Come on. As you stand to your feet, just ask somebody how you're walking. How you're walking. We pray that you are blessed by today's message. Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.